Hey guys, this is Rob Carbone. Welcome to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankee info than by listening to this podcast right here, right now. Bob Carbone here, coming at you with uh, episode 11. Yeah, episode 11 of BD4. It's a Saturday afternoon. Well, it's about 5.24 p.m. as I start this. But the Yanks just racked up their fifth consecutive victory, dominating, completely dominating the Colorado Rockies with their excellent offensive approach. So, yeah, five in a row. Two of the first three of this series against the Rockies. Third one will be tomorrow, same time, same place. But I want to talk about this, man. I want to talk about this team of late and how they've just, as quick as the snap of a finger, they've returned to their, I don't want to say old, but their first half, you know, put the ball in play, runners in scoring position style after a brief, very brief, inconsistent little rut. I mean, you know, remember... Remember six nights ago when uh, the season was in shambles? You know, that Travis Denard moron hits the uh, hits the big home run off Chapman and the Yanks lose their lead in the game. Ever since then, man, the Yanks have been on fire. And I mean on fire. They're back to hitting, you know, the ball with runners in scoring position. And, I mean, this latest series against the Rockies has just shown how deadly they can be. And I know I've repeated it time after time after time, but you can't really say anything else because they've been that great. No, today it was, it was, and the great thing about today was it was everybody chipping in. Same with yesterday too. Same with yesterday. Everybody in that lineup chipped in. Every single person had some kind of positive impact to produce these runs. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at yesterday's line right now. When they won 8-2 yesterday, DJ, two hits, Judge batted second, uh, two walks, uh, uh, the home run. Gary, 0-4, but he did walk. Encarnacion, the big grand slam. Hicks, two hits. Voigt had a hit. Andrew, a walk. Glaber Torres had two hits. Mike Talkman, three, the big, he had a breakout game, three for four. You know, the only one yesterday without anything done was Urshela, and I'm, I think he made a Great player, too, defensively, because of course. But yesterday, they had everybody chime in. And then you go to today. It was the same exact thing today. DJ, three hits. Judge, another hit, another walk. Talkman, an RBI. Hicks, one for four, with a walk. Uh, Encarnacion, three more ribbies. Voigt was obviously, he obviously left the game when he got smacked in the face by a pitch, which was ridiculous. How many times is this guy getting hit on an inside pitch? It's insane. But, I mean, he did his thing. Gregorius, two more hits. Glaber, three hits. Austin Romine, two hits. You know, a big, another runners in scoring position hit for him. Brett Gardner had some impact. A great defensive play earlier, and he, I think he drew a walk. I mean, everybody's chiming in. That's my point. Everybody on this team is doing something this year. And that's been the biggest difference from last year over to this year is that somebody is always doing something. One to nine, there is no goddamn break in this Yankee lineup. I mean... It's either somebody who's going to hit 30 homers on you. It's either somebody who's going to poke the ball the other way. Somebody who's going to hit the ball into a gap. Somebody's going to draw some kind of walk. 
somebody is always going to do something. And I think that's part of the reason why the Yankees are a much more disciplined team this season. It's because of the depth they have. I mean, this team, as much as I complain about the amount of rest certain players get, they can throw out their B squad, right, and still put up a 10 spot. They can still do that. Now, today they had most of their starters, but Gary Sanchez, he was on the bench. And just like that, Austin Roman comes through with two hits and five at-bats. I mean, like, it's incredible, man. Somebody, I mean, you could take anybody away and put them and put somebody else in their spot, and that other somebody else would do something positive. It's been amazing. And, I mean, like I said, man, that's why I'm so confident. That's why I'm so high on this team this year. You know, last year I may have been, some people called me negative, but I may have been down on the team just because of the fact that they simply couldn't hit. Yes, they slugged. You know, they hit homers. They walked. But they struck out, hit homers, and walked. This year, they're putting the bat to the ball. They're hitting homers. They're also walking. So they're doing all that. But now they also have the ability to single, to double, to do all of that stuff combined with the homers. Combined with the walking. So that's when you get this this mon- this nine-headed monster that they call the Yankee lineup. I mean, that's why you're getting this. Six for 15 with runners in scoring position today. And on the season, I think they're second in the league with runners in scoring position. First to only the Rockies, who are in the National League. I mean, they're, they've been so much more dynamic this year. That's why, that's why I have this confidence in them. Now, of course, I still think they need to get pitching. But even lately, and, you know, all together. The, so I want to talk about the pitching really quick. I give them some shit, and I have all year. But that's not to say they've been a terrible rotation or even a bad one. They've been a pretty decent rotation when you look at everything, you know, all together. And numbers aside, I'm not talking numbers-wise, but they, you know, just watching the games, seeing them play, for the most part, they've been decent, and lately, they've been more than that. So it's not that this rotation's bad. It's, It's a very good rotation. It is. It's a pretty damn good rotation when you look at it. But, again, when you look at the expectations, World Series or nothing, okay, and you look at who you have to go up against, teams like the Astros, you know, teams like the Dodgers, maybe eventually if they get that far, you know, teams like the Indians seems like they found it. You know, other guys, maybe the Twins, although I always laugh at them because, <laughs> you know, Twins. But um, when you look at who, who they have to go up against, primarily the, the Astros, it's something that you definitely still should improve. You know, so while they've been fabulous of late, and while they've been solid all year, there's still room for improvement. And when you have the assets that the Yankees do, you know, these prospects who are probably locked positionally, why not go and take that to your advantage and use these expendables as trade bait? You know, Florio's locked. He's got excellent trade, you know, trade uh, value. Same thing with Frazier. He's been spectacular, man, and he's proven he's... Uh, He's proven he's an MLB caliber hitter. He's got trade bait, but also locked. So why don't you just ship? You could ship him away. You can do that with Florial with um, the other guy, Estrada. Same kind of player, valuable to uh, to any other team because on the Yankees, while he's produced, they're locked. Same with Florial. So you can you can do that with this team. They have that advantage of using prospects as trade as just simply as trade chips. All right. So there's no reason to hug them. There's no reason to cuddle with these guys to hold on to them when you're not going to be using them in the future really so why not if you're in win now mode why not use them 
to eventually to to improve so you can eventually go down the line in October with a much stronger team than you already have. There's no disadvantage to shipping out some of these prospects. Now I'm not saying blow, you know cut the farm for somebody like Matthew Boyd or you know some Mike Miner or Michael Leaker or whoever, but I mean there's some things you could do here to get a pretty decent haul, you know. You could trade somebody for Stroman, who's a very good pitcher. I don't know why people shit on him. I feel like people don't give him enough respect. I mean, Stroman's probably the most attractive option on the market. The guy's got a damn well 306 ERA. He's proven to be a good pitcher before, despite an inconsistent resume. But when you compare him to everybody else on the market, he's a damn good option. So you can still get good returns for these guys. You get Stroman, get a Bumgarner, even a Trevor Bauer. I'd stop there, though. I wouldn't go below any of those, those three guys. But yeah, that's my point. I mean, despite the limited market, the Yankees are also limited. I mean, uh, they have, the Yankees are also in a position where you really can't just play everyone. They have too much talent, you know, quote-unquote. They really do. So use that to your advantage, man. Go get that pitching you want. So that's the final ingredient they need. And if they get that starting pitching, they get a starter or two maybe of, you know, of number one or number two quality, which are out there, a number two. Is probably what they're gonna get. If you know, if they if they do what they're supposed to do, number two is probably the ceiling for the guys out there. But if they get a number two, a couple of them maybe. If they get that, oh man, oh man, yeah. Because this team's dangerous enough right now, where they're fucking sixty-four and thirty-three, leading the entire planet with a sixty-four thirty-three record. That's a 66 win percentage, which means that the Yankees this year are winning two of every three games, which means they're consistently winning series. So just imagine if they keep this offensive approach, if they keep playing great infield defense, just imagine if you add a better starting staff, an even better starting staff to that. That's, that's something that I would say I'm confident in winning a World Series with. I mean, how many times do I say that? Me. So that just goes to show how talented they are. You get that last ingredient, man, and you're making a goddamn run at number 28. So I am praying that Brian Cashman goes out there and does this thing, this deadline. And you know what? You're looking up right now, and it's July 20th, guys. It's July 20th. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure July 31st is the final deadline this year. They took away the non-waiver thing, so... They've got 11 days to do something here. So we're getting close. So expect to hear some rumblings, which we've heard of late. Uh, the Yankees sent some scouts over to watch Marcus Stroman. And I heard something on Bauer, too. So that's that's, that's great. That's excellent. You want to hear stuff like that. So just keep an eye out. Keep an eye out lately uh, as they're going to start doing something this past, well, this next, this upcoming week or so. That's something to keep an eye on. But, yeah, man, I just... I don't know, man. This team's just been unbelievable. I cannot complain right now. You look up and down this lineup. I mean, you have guys like Labor Torres hitting eighth. Man, that's that's how deep we are right now. Um, yeah, I mean, credit to Aaron Boone because he's done a, a wonderful job with the team this year. And again, when I'm saying that, yeah, it means something. Um, I'm Boone's biggest critic, trust me, but I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wholeheartedly jump on the bandwagon of Boone yet because I want to see what he does in October. That's all that will matter to me in the end. You know, if the Yankees go out there and 
uh, in October and lose, you know, uh, what was it, four out of five to the Red Sox again, then, you know, all that will be out the window. No one will care about what Moon does. But right now, just looking at where we are, July 20th, he's done a wonderful job. And yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, Boone earned the respect. Was it yesterday? No, it was two days ago or something. It was the, the third game of the Rays series. Um, <laughs> so the Yankees aren't getting their, it's a two to two game, but the Yankees aren't getting their calls. You know, Judge has been rung up on another bullshit low pitch. Uh, LeMahieu, he was called for some bullcrap. Um, and then Brett Gardner strikes out on a pitch that you could argue wasn't a great call as well. So Aaron Boone, <laughs> Aaron Boone goes out there and he's ripping this young umpire. And this guy's like, what, 15 years old? This ump? I mean, he's, he's ripping him a new asshole. And he's telling him, oh man, I saw the video. I watched the video um, that, that, that was released on the internet. It was just amazing. You got to go check it out if you haven't. All you got to do is go to Google and uh, type in savages in the box. And I'm sure it's going to show up because that's how much it's been trending since. But um, no, it was amazing. And you just watch the video and appreciate how funny it is because there's a there's a clip in the beginning where obviously the Brett Gardner thing, he's, he's slamming his bat, trying to find the most loudest place on the dugout, but also the most safest so he doesn't hit himself in the lip again. <laughs> But he's slamming his bat against the wall. Then he goes and he hits it on the ceiling. Like like, like the neighbors upstairs are loud and he's trying to calm them down. But it's hilarious. And you see Hicks in the background uh, trying not his hardest not to laugh. And Aaron Boone starting to condescendingly yell at the ump. It's just great, man. It's, it's a great video. I think I posted it on Twitter. If you want to check out um, my page, uh, at NY Sports Talk, name of the page, Rob Carbone. It's my opinion. But um yeah, definitely definitely check that out. It's it's great. Um but no, Aaron Boone has earned some damn respect from New York after that. <laughs> I mean, people are now jumping on this guy and they're you know, because he's he's showing that passion that we really really want to see from him and we we haven't really seen much from him at least last year, but now we're seeing a much better, you know, a much I don't want to say a much more urgent Boone we saw 2 days ago. So it's great to see that stuff. I love that fire and desire because that's the kind of shit that can pump your team up. You know, it gets your team going. And Boone will never admit that. You know, he always says that the Yankees don't need firing up. But no, it's true, man. That stuff really helps. You just look and you look at CeCe, the game before that. He he fired up the club as well when he uh, got into a little shouting match with Abisio Garcia. The Yanks look at that, and they can, you know, you can really use that as a momentum shifter, man. I love that kind of shit. It works. It really does. It's the shit like that 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 uh, doesn't go down on the stat sheets that you can really appreciate. You know, so no, I definitely earned, some, I gained some respect from Boone there. He he's on my good side right now. But now, like I said, we gotta wait. I'm gonna wait and see. I'm not gonna jump on his bandwagon yet. But I definitely give him some respect. I, I give him credit. The guy's done a hell of a job with this team. The Yankees are playing amazing ball. Cannot complain one bit. Really can't. 64 and 33. And first place by nine and a half games and almost 12 against the Sox who are in third. I mean, that's outstanding. They're they're on the verge of breaking this thing open and running away with the division. I mean, granted, they played 97 games, so there are about 65 left. I just got a text. Hold on. But, um, no, they played 97 games. They got a good amount left, but they keep winning. They keep thinking about themselves. 
They keep doing their things with the bat. Tread and water with the pitching staff. Keep power pitching in the pen. They keep doing their thing. They keep winning games, winning series, and just like that, you'll look up and it'll be later in the year and you'll still have a large division lead on the verge of winning their first division since, holy shit, Lord knows how long. You know, it's, it's, so we're in an excellent spot right now. You're happy. I'm happy. We're all happy. New York's in a good spot. Um, yeah, can't complain. So tomorrow we do the same thing. Same time, same place, one o'clock, I think. Uh, I don't know who's on the mound. I got to check. I have to check to see who's on the bump tomorrow, but um, just got to hope for the same result. It's the third game of the series, and after this, the Yanks will begin a pretty tough stretch. They have the Twins, and then after that, they play eight of their next ten versus Boston. So like I said, that series versus Boston, those two series, they're going to be some big ones because they can really do some damage divisionally. That's what I'm going to be looking at. But right now, we just got to take this last game against Colorado. And uh, we'll take it from there. All right, guys? And Oh, yeah. I haven't done this in a while because I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I forgot about it. But uh, we're going to get to that trivia question again. So I'm going to read another trivia to you guys. And the first one to inbox me on Twitter or on Facebook, the answer to this question will, I don't know, receive a shout-out or something on their page. So let me find the question here. Let's see. Let's find one. Um... Okay, I found one fitting for the moment we're in now because the Yanks are on fire offensively. All right, so the question is, against which teams did the Yankees record back-to-back 20-hit games in the 2007 season? So if you can send me the answer to that, uh, the first one to do it, we'll get a shout-out. Um, y'all shout-out to Paige. But speaking of shout-outs, I want to give one to... Uh, a good guy of mine I just I just recently came across on Twitter. One of his recent podcasts, I think it was two episodes ago. Yeah, he gave me a shout out on his podcast, man. And I respect I appreciate that, man. That's awesome. His name is Yankee Crazy Podcast. Um you can find him on Twitter at Yankee Crazy Pod, capital Y, capital C, capital T. He gave me a shout out and you you know, he compared his uh first half grades to mine and I I really appreciate him bringing my name out there and uh I would love to, you know, have you on the show or not? I'd love to be on your show one day, man. So hopefully we can link up eventually. So thank you so much for shouting me out. Thanks for listening. I listen to you too. You're awesome, man. You're hilarious because you, you're you're spot on with everything you say. I laugh at it because we, we're so similar. A lot of things you say I agree with wholeheartedly. So I like listening to folks like you because it makes me feel sane. It makes me feel sane. So, But no, I appreciate that. And I appreciate everybody stopping by. I will see you guys, uh, if you follow the blog, I'll see you tomorrow. If you follow the podcast, I will see you after the Twins series. All right? Thanks, guys, so much, and ciao.